that's a great point that's why like you know you need that humor to to balance it out Mm -hmm. and not just a little lines like something absolutely absurd Hey sports nerds, welcome to a nerdy bunch review of Ted Lasso Season 3 Episode 7. My name's English Dave, and joining me with a piece of red string is my co-host, oh. Tim Sportsman. No, What's up, no, Tim? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, man. That was totally unnecessary. <laughs> but Roy is just having a, oh my god, he was loving it. And he's like, all right, I got it now. We're going to have one guy in the middle and five men attached to you. <laughs> it's like, no. That that whole, that whole sequence, I was just like holding my groin area, just like, oof. Yeah. Oh, I felt the pain. I was yeah. just like, why? Yeah. Like, it's it's funny, but this, no, no, this is unnecessary right now. Why? Because <laughs> I literally, I was watching with my wife, and it was just like, when, when? When Jamie's like, okay, but why are they connected to our penises? I was yeah. just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, just... and then Ted at the end just like gets on the field and Isaac's on the side, <laughs> <laughs> knocks him down with whoever he was attached to, maybe on or somebody. And I'm like, oh no. And when Jamie almost like thought he like lost it, Oof. like it, that Oof. was when he just ripped right it, off. And then Donnie's like, his dick is good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, dude, it was such a great episode. Totally unnecessary, but why not? Uh, why, uh, not? Why, why not? Why not? Uh, um, yes, we had so far episode seven, aptly titled, The Strings That Bind Us. And, you know, <laughs> this, this, this was an episode about coming together, you know, under various terms and conditions. People are coming together sometimes under good situations, sometimes under bad situations, and everything in between, things that bind us and connect us. As always, we're going to break down the episode based on each character's narrative. And, you know, we started talking about the team. Let's talk about the team storyline. And this carries on off of last week's episode when Ted discovered... This new <laughs> total football. He fully discovered it, you know, and 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 um. But Coach Beard gives us the rundown on the actual true history of total football. Thank you, Coach Beard, for uh, giving me a nice lesson right. and reminding me reminding me why we don't like Pep Guardiola and why do we don't <laughs> like Manchester City and Bayern and Barca. And I'm like, get out of here. We don't need to deal with this guy. <laughs> we all know football is life. But beautiful life is total football. <laughs> I love when he says that to, to Danny. And Danny's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. And, <laughs> and so, you know, they decide that the team needs to um, try this new total football uh, 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 um, technique, which also means working together. So after a bit of, you know, ex- extra training by Coach Roy, who's whizzo, making them run like crazy and throwing up everywhere, they now have to actually uh, – uh, uh, Try a new technique that Ted gives it to, gives to them, where they all have to be the other person. I love that moment with with Danny and Isaac switching character places. <laughs> I thought they did really good. Like, oh, I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't have to do the voices too. <laughs> it's like no, way better, way so better. Do, you, do the voices, especially the whole Coach Beard uh, switching places with the Kit Man, mm-hmm. and like Beard's an absolute fool trying to put the. <laughs> 
trying to put the water bottles together. Mm-hmm. But then he gets a smooth toss right behind him. Uh, but the funny part was actually the kick guy, like with the fake beard, and Will. even when he like Will exactly when he was like sitting in Coach Beard's chair at the end, you know. I thought it that was really good. good. And I, I like yeah. I like the kind of build up of this narrative, right? Where it starts off again, there's still there's the Arsenal game coming up, which I thought was mm. hilarious. <laughs> and, and, and and they're still kind of working on, you know, from last week's episode trying to work together, you know, coming together. And there's still, you know, there's one thing what the show plays with is that there's one thing saying, Okay, guys, we need to do this together, and there's another thing executing that. Right. And this episode is more about learning to execute that because as much yeah. practice as they were taking, as much uh, uh, time as they were kind of switching uh, uh, their play, which unprecedented, you don't completely change your strategy like just before the big game, you know, and things like that. But yeah. what I like that is during that game that they were able to kind of realize the strategy properly. And that's through Jamie. We've been talking about Jamie this season, you know. What do you think that's going to go? So first off, with the whole swapping places, I love Jamie's reaction. He's like, wait, coach, like, why am I not swapping? It's like, well, Jamie, you know, I thought, like, you like what you do, you know, being a striker, taking the goals. And then it takes the halftime speech for him to be like, look, guys, hey, you may not like this, but we're doing it wrong. You got to play through me. I got to be in the middle. Danny Rojas, you go up front. I'm going to be the middle guy. And it worked. I love that, just like you're saying, the first half, they were down 3-0 to Arsenal, whooping their ass, looking worse than anybody could imagine. But then they come in, and they play in sync, and it looks beautiful. And then right at the end, Jamie has like that opening, but he does the heel kick, back pass, boom, goal. It was beautiful. Like Even though they lost the game, they found themselves again. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like, okay, uh, uh, going forward, this might work. You know, before they were trying out this new technique, but it was just trying out because coach said so. They didn't feel real to them. And it needed one of their own in Jamie to convince that guys, we can do this. We're just not, we're doing it the the the, the way that it's been like Pep's way. But we need to do it our way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I, and I exactly. like that. I like that. And, and in connection to that, I like the narrative of bringing the fans back. I always love seeing the mm. fans. You know, it's just they complain. They were hilarious. They were hilarious. <laughs> Especially the... Paul, like the big guy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, he, he like tried to be like, you cocksuckers. He's like, no, no, no. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, we're like, I can't do that. places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of my favorite... And then he brings out the strings like, anybody? Anybody? Any, anybody? Anyone? Like, like Come on. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love when when they, when they're at the bar with Ted and they apologize to Ted for getting all soft on him. You know, we've got too soft on you. We humanized you and lost all objectivity. <laughs> it's just like they want to be mad at, at Ted again. And I like that he invited them over. It's, you know, let's you know, it's and when he says to Beard, it's it's their team. We're just looking after or something along those lines. You know, it, and and I like that. It's like reminding that, yeah, you do this for the fans in part, right? It's the fans that kind of uplift you when you're down and, and praise you when you're up. And 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 um, I just love seeing that every shot was just new people, new people. And the Ted blames on, on, on Beard. Yeah, the crowd <laughs> kept growing. Yeah, yeah. Which again, it nice. it's, 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 again, it's a nice way to show that connection, right? And, and that, that kind of real connection with Ted and, and the fans. And I always love seeing the stories of the fans. Um, one of the major storylines in this episode also was uh, Nate. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like uh, like Nate's storyline now. Nate and and what's her name again? Uh, 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 Jade. Yeah, Nate and Jade. Yeah, the hostess uh, of uh, Taste of Athens. With this episode, we get to we get to see more of Nate's home life in like a positive, mm-hmm. happy setting. He's his sisters, you know, and and finding out that he's just like his dad. <laughs> you know, what did you think of his the whole storyline of him getting the courage to want to ask Jade out uh, for for dinner? So first, my uh, initial instinct when he went into the bathroom was that he was going to spit at the mirror. You know, he's going to ask her out. He's panicking. He goes into the bathroom. So awkward. And I thought he was like going to freak out, do a spit thing. But then he looked back. He's like, no, I'm good. And he awkwardly walked away and then went to go, you know, figure out what to do. But like, I thought I was really proud of him for like, you know, growing up. You know, we, we started really liking him last episode, and it was really nice to see his growth. And similar when you were talking about him and his sister and his mom, um, the fact that his dad drew up this map that was like, yeah, we're 4,000 miles away, but, like, will you go out with me and be, like, you know, feet across from me? Like, mm-hmm. so he, he, he built up the courage to, like, build this whole, I don't know, whatever project a little craft project and then he goes to deliver it to her he he falls it was so awkward too so clumsy so neat but like yeah exactly he throws in the air gets crushed by the car and then she's like was there something alive in it it's like like, yeah i guess if you say so like (laughs) but then he just asks her out like hey you want to go out with me she's like yeah simple which is what i like about that that he he tries to ask her out the simple way he freaks out and it goes the over elaborate way, just like his dad did. But what he shows his growth, and he, like you know, sometimes growth happens by choice, and sometimes you're forced to grow. And this is a circumstance mm-hmm. where he's forced to grow, right? It gets crushed, and he could, now he has to make a choice. You can either just do it, or you can panic and run away. And that's where the growth mm-hmm. came from. He just like you know, he just does it, asks her out, and even and like even at the end, he you get moment where the audience and he start thinking maybe she's gonna stand him up. You know, he's, he's waiting for a bit, but then she shows up. Um, yeah. What I'm, sure. curi- what I'm curious about with Nate's storyline is that, okay, yes, we're seeing him in this circumstance, being nice and everything like that, but it still begs the question, what is he like when he's at work as coach? Mm. You mm. know, you know, because he's kind of like the asshole to the team, to the, to the players, and he's sucking up to, to, to uh, what's his name, Rupert, who Rupert wants him to be, you know, the mean guy. You know, so then what happens? Where we, you know, is this nice Nate only outside of that? Is he changing at work as well? That is the question. What do you think? Yeah. Similar to Roy Kent and how Ted Lasso is affecting him. And Roy's like, gosh, I hate how you've affected me. Because <laughs> he comes out with this sick line about the ZZ top. He's like, sharp trust men. <laughs> but then he still does the dicks and strings and whatever. Yeah. But like Nate, I'm sure he's positively or negatively impacted by Rupert. You know, when he goes and sees Rupert, he's definitely not going to be his best self. He's his best self when he's with his mom. And uh, I thought, you know, going back, I thought it was hilarious when he's like texting his mom. I don't know if you noticed on like the iPhone, Mm -hmm. the message above it was about like, hey, the internet's not working. And he was just like, (laughs) no, it's just not plugged in. Like, it's just so simple. But I'm like, I got to pause this. There's definitely something there. You know, I love there's There's so much jam-packed details in this mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah i think 
I also don't think Nate's probably going to come back to Richmond. I mean, we have five more episodes. Yeah. Maybe it will happen, but I think that uh, possibility is definitely smaller uh, right now. But I think he just needs a better environment around him. Hopefully this girl, Jade, brings out the best in him, like Jack brings out in Keeley, and like you know Coach Beard brings out in Ted, and how Roy brings out the best in Jamie somehow. Uh, we're we're I very love, proud I love that of Jamie's opening. growth and I love yeah, that he's, <laughs> Roy's Roy's on the bike, <laughs> back on the bike again. Jamie's <laughs> dragging him along. But you know, like you know, I've I've been saying that for a while that this show obviously is going to try and give us the narrative of redeeming Nate. And so far, yeah, in terms yeah. of one aspect of Nate's storyline, which is his love life, we're seeing that happen. But it still remains to be seen that he's redemption can't happen if he's still the same type of character he's he's been as a coach that we've seen you know like and can he still be that coach with rupert over him because rupert's not going to turn good anytime soon you know or turn nice i should say so nate's going to face um, i'm sure we're going to get an episode where he's going to be face a dilemma or crossroads where he does what rupert wants him to do or he does what he feels he should do you know and it could be the crossroads could be between rupert and jade Right, because Jade seems like a nice lady, you know. She doesn't seem like someone that's gonna like him being the asshole version that spits in the mirror and talks shit about his players. And you know, you know, like the, the, remember, like last last episode, the idiot box. Like, is he gonna still be the guy that's like, again the idiot box and all that kind of stuff? Like, what? How is he gonna change it as a, as a coach? I'm gonna be interested to see how that happens. Huh. Well, the woman in your life often, you know, changes who you are in, in many other aspects. And hopefully his mom becomes a lot more involved uh, now that he's with a woman too. So I'm and happy Colin for Nate. sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She seems cool. Yeah. Um, I did like seeing the family life in a good, good setting. Cause usually when we see, when we see it, not just texting, when we see Nate with his family, it's always usually negative light for Nate, right? He's trying to overcompensate and his dad's being disapproving, but this was like a good time to see a positive family side to Nate, uh, which I liked. Um, you mentioned Jack and Keely. Uh, they're going through their whirlwind romance and that becomes a worry for Keely. You know, it's just like, okay, you're doing too much, you're doing too crazy. And Rebecca tells her about love bombing. You know, that sometimes mm. we can be blind to, to, to people who are sw- you know, sweeping us up our feet. Rebecca even talks about her experiences and how Rupert, you know, gave her everything and she was swept up on her feet. And 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 and, and that storyline ends with, with, with Achilles taking over and saying, I want to take you out somewhere, which I like the fact that they went to the Taste of Athens, uh, yeah. uh, Nate's restaurant. But what do you think uh, about about this aspect of, of Keely and Jack's storyline. Are there actual red flags? Do you think that they're going to be red flags there? Potentially. I mean, as she says, love is blind, you know, <laughs> not just love bombing, love yes. is blind as well. You know, she, she's getting her all these flowers. And as you said with Rupert, like <laughs> I love Rebecca's line about like, yeah, Rupert basically his florist was able to get a castle. It's like, <laughs> and it, not a nice castle, like in a shitty place, but still a castle. Still a castle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And to buy a castle with tulip money, that, that says a lot for sure. Right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, so she get even the croissant had a ring in it, you know, and yeah. she had 
I love the scene when they had like the on-off privacy screen, mm-hmm. and she was like embarrassed, like right after talking to Barbara, not able to like kind of confess, like, oh, by the way, I'm dating my boss, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, she she was like on off. What should we do? Oh my god! It's like <laughs> Jack's like, nah, don't worry about it. Let's just tell everybody. It's like, yeah. look. We're not crazy. You're not crazy, right? Like I like you. <laughs> we're having a great time. It's like we're gonna, we're gonna see each other. And then uh, the guy Dan like has this whole speech. <laughs> I love Dan. <laughs> it's like I'm so, congratulations, Jack and Keely. Love is love. And then Barbara's like, shut up, sit down, come on, that's enough. But, but Barbara uh, comes to work in her pajamas. <laughs> efficiency i guess <laughs> bro i wouldn't especially like in new york city subway i'm very cautious about like what clothes i wear on the subway and what clothes i bring back home i don't know how it is in london but uh, i would not wear my pajamas <laughs> on, the, on the subway no, definitely absolutely not. not absolutely not but i i just you know i feel like this show that whole conversation between rebecca and keely when Rebecca gives, lets her know about all that stuff, like even sometimes the most shiny things, you know, can, can rust and all that stuff. I feel that the show is kind of hinting at us that there's something there. Like there's little things that happen that I'm like, or will be said, like when Jack's like, oh, I, I, I signed it because I, I don't like the idea of you regifting things so I get super jealous. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, or rough. like how did Jack know what restaurant they're at to pay the bill? You know, like little things like, like, are you following me? You know, like just, just, just little, little, little things. And I'm curious, you know, yeah. like where that's going. Cause I like Jack. Don't get me wrong. Like as is what we've seen of Jack and Keely. I like it, but yeah. are they trying to insinuate that, you know, are we, have we been, are we love blind <laughs> as the audience, you know? I mean, she definitely has daddy issues. Yes. That's a hundred percent sure. She has to get away with murder creepy. money. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kiwi's like, name names. <laughs> it's like, well, whoever's whoever's friends with Jeffrey Epstein, you know? Right, right. It's like, like oh what? wow, that was a good line. <laughs> so like I'm curious to see where that storyline's going. And again, Achille and Roy story, is that story over? Is it done? I don't know. Nah. Roy's definitely <laughs> way better. Jamie's a better person too. You never know. You never know where that's going. Where do you nerdies think that's going? Let us know. Find us on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. And the final main storyline in this episode was Sam's storyline. Um, Sam's going through, you know, Sam's always been the nice guy. He always wants to see peaceful resolution. He wants to always uh, 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 speak to the better angels and all of us, as he says in this episode. But he finds out the hard way that people don't always think like you, you know, um, he meets with Simi, the, the 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 chef at his restaurant, Ola's, and she's mad and pissed off because the UK's Home Secretary, Brenda Barrett, has issues with being hostile towards refugees and immigrants. You know, and I you know, I like the storyline because this is similar to to what happened in real life, right? With Laura Ingram and LeBron James. You know, when she and, and when she's like, you know, shut up and dribble. You know, I, I, I like that kind of <laughs> connection with that. And and you know, it's funny whenever they, they always say things like that, that, oh, people in sports and sports should never be political. And I always say that that's such a, a black and a white notion at looking at the world, because I think that whenever you have a platform where people will listen to you and all that kind of stuff, sometimes, and, and you know, sometimes it's a place for you to kind of say things if you have something to say, to add to the conversation. And, and also, 
just because you're you're a, uh, an athlete or a superstar, a famous person, doesn't mean political things don't affect you, right? You know, like like Sam, on top of being a, an, an athlete, football player, he's also a, a, a Nigerian. So mm-hmm. narratives of immigration affect him. Simi even says, "Oh, um, they might. Your dad might not be might not even be able to come in." in the answers like that you know like and i love that because then you get a moment where sam's just like feels frustrated because it's like all i do is play football you know he gets frustrated about that you know and 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 then the narrative ends with them coming together like i said in the beginning sometimes it takes bad things to unite us again the team surprises him brings it together his dad is there everyone's there what did you think of sam's narrative this episode yeah, it was a really heavy topic, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I, I thought the same, of course, with the shut up and dribble tweet. You know, he got their attention, though. You know, it was a very profound tweet. And she replied right away, you know? It's like it's like you should worry less about the safety of our nation, worry more about being a mediocre player on a mediocre team. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, you're clearly hurt, you know? But he, he didn't stoop low, even though his chef wanted him to call her a bitch. You know, he did do it. He's like, wait, like 800,000 people are going to see this. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be calling her a bitch. Uh, but he took the high road. And like his dad said, it's like, big whoop. Like, brush it off. Like, be the, be the bigger man. You know, but I loved when he was like crying and like in frustration to the team. And then all of a sudden his dad was there and he cried in his dad's arms. You know, he just broke down. It's like, I needed you more than ever right now. And he built this restaurant because of his dad, named mm-hmm. after his dad. Mm-hmm. And we've been waiting for this Sam episode, and we got it. We sure got it. I, I think we've been we've heard Sam's dad's voice, right? Sam's dad, even though this is the first time we've seen him, he's had an impact on Sam's narrative in the show throughout, right? Every decision, Sam's always calling his dad. His dad knows about everything. His dad even knew about Rebecca. I love that moment of mm. awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, did you make it awkward? It's like, oh, I sure did. <laughs> and she, Rebecca, had a little look. Right, you know, right. I'm not overlooking it. But but what I like what I liked is that after all this time of hinting at Sam's dad, we get to see him, not just physically, but just as a person, you understand why Sam is the way he is. You know, you understand, okay, yeah, if this is your dad, of course you're going to be this kind of uh, person, this kind of understanding. Like, I love when the dad says, don't fight back, fight forward. It's a great line. I love that. You know, it's, it's tough to, to, to always kind of stand, stand up and, and not, not stoop low to the places people want to pull you down to. It can be tough, but sometimes you just need the support and just keep going. Don't fight back fight forward and and in that he, he you know he, he comes to realization because early in the episode it's established that sam wants everything to be perfect the dad oh no pressure 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 but in through the yeah. circumstance he realized not everything has to be perfect if the food is good no one's gonna care and i love that yes you know that's his yes. learning you know and, and 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 like no leave the leave the mirrors broken it doesn't matter people come and fight us people have their views people will be racist and prejudiced but as long as you have your family your friends your people around you you know, like, don't fight back. Keep fighting forward. That's that's the way you get back at people. And I love seeing that mm-hmm. with with the, with the dad. I thought that was a great, great narrative. Um, yeah, but these these yeah. political pundits could like diminish you. It's like all you do is dribble this tiny little ball. It's like, yeah, but that's why you love me. And the second, as Sam said, the second I miss a penalty or the second I fuck up, 
then you're going to tell me to go back to Africa, go back to where you came from. And like that, that really hit me. And, and Sam specifically has brought a lot of big emotional topics up in mm -hmm. this show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing with, with, uh, with sports in general and a sport like football, that is a global sport. You can't have a global sport without dabbling in politics. Like everything is political. Every, every decision we're dealing with, with such a grand scale of, of, of people and money and locations, it affects everybody. You know, and so these things affect everyone, and 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 I, I love that the show isn't afraid to kind of go to those places, right? In the same episode of of having everyone uh, uh, connect string to their dicks, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. You know what? That's a great point. That's why, like, you know, you need that humor to to balance it out, mm -hmm. and not just a little lines like something absolutely absurd. It's like and the team still did it, but then like Danny's like, I'm not running away from you. Like I don't want to test it. I love, I love, I love uh, Isaac's uh, terrible corner. Yes, I'm so glad we brought that up. And then it's like just kick it as hard as you can. It's like okay, this big ogrey man who literally is a center back who's known to kick it as deep as possible smashes yeah. the office window, and we get a nice Higgins just spilling the tea on him. He's like, oh, it's hot, it's hot. I love that. I love that. But I love Coach Beard's speech, like going back to that uh, that speech, the presentation about world football, you know, or total football, and he's like. Yeah. Um, my mother proudly displays her vibrator on the bedside table. It's like I literally have that written down as well. I was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> or when he's talking to Ted Elliot about pegging. <laughs> I was like, "What? What did you get up to, yeah. Coach Beard?" <laughs> You're like the whistle, as you were saying before, the whistle with Roy Kent's whistle. It's like, "Well, he's allergic to metal," and then the 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 guys in the stands are like. He's just like us, you know, world star, this football star. They're just like us. They're just like us. I love it. I love that the, the bar is not getting many patrons because they haven't been doing well. That's amazing. That's amazing rough. Story. And they left at halftime. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it for this episode. One thing I'm curious, though, I don't know. I feel I like the episode, but I feel mm -hmm. that some i think the last two episodes the pacing has been off because i don't think they need to be over an hour long okay like i feel like i feel like instead of feeling like they're giving us more story i feel like some storylines are dragging a little bit or or like i i just miss like season one and two where there's like 30 40 minutes boom boom concise moving along where i feel like yeah. This time we're having, like, we have a lot of filler shots, right? Of, like, the town and people opening their things. and So, so we have a lot of filler shots like that. To kind of, and it, for me, I'm not quite sure how it affects me. I have to go back and watch old episodes. But I feel like it affects the pacing. And that I become aware that this is over an hour long, right? As opposed to, like, oh, shit, it's finished already. I don't know how you feel about that. But this, I don't know. It's just, it's not a big deal. It's just something that's just kind of been, like, nitpicking the back of my mind. Especially because we had two episodes back to back over an hour long. It's just like, whoa. I became highly aware of that, you know? Definitely after last episode, I was like, all right, how long is this one? Like, I just <laughs> wanted to check. Like, two minutes in, I'm like, all right, oh, I got 58 minutes left. All right, it's another hour. It's another hour one. Uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of filler. I, I noticed a lot of the, the streets and the awnings and the the storefronts. And it was the first time I really, like, paid attention mm -hmm. to, like, the, ta the taste of Athens, like, as a name. Um, but it... 
I think it's nice to fill the community sense, um, but I'm sure from a from a film film perspective, you you pay attention to that stuff a lot more than I am. I, I just um, feel like it's also there's like so many different topics. Like you know, there was a lot to do with Keely and Jack, and there was a lot to do with Sam. It could have just been like a Sam episode with a couple little things, and they have the pitch and they have the Arsenal game, um, but there was a lot there for sure. And th but that's what I mean, you know. I was talking to my wife about it. That there's a lot there, but we're also at episode seven of what twelve, so we're across the halfway yep. mark. And how much further have we really moved? You know, like mm -hmm. Keely and Jack. How far did we really move? Rebecca's storyline. How far have we moved with Ted's storyline in terms of his his ex wife and relationship with his son? How far have we moved? You know, yeah. with, you know, with with, with Jamie and Roy, how far have we moved? You know, is Jamie good enough to be better than Zava? Like we've passed the halfway mark, but I feel like we haven't moved that far forward in the narrative. I, again, I like what we're seeing, but even like, you know, like, are we going to come back to Colin's narrative? You know, is he going to, uh, uh, you know, like things like that. So I'm wondering, like there's so many little storylines being built mm -hmm. and I don't want it to feel like the, the back end is like loaded with like, so much storylines to close it because if it's supposed to be the final season it's either going to feel rushed to the back end or i don't know if they are they going to tie everything together you know i'm not sure again this is a great show so all my worries and concerns could be moot but you know no that's perfect actually because I know for sure something you've consistently said about this show is how impressed you are that they don't drag it along, mm -hmm. that they just hit it and quit it, hit it and quit it, hit it and quit it and move on and don't like overdo the, the love triangle storyline. They just like, all right, here it is. We're moving on. Pace, pace, pace. Like, and it's like a boxing match, but now it's like just way slower, just mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's something that's off with the pace. Again, we just crossed the halfway line, so we were not, the, the 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 second half episodes could completely change the pacing of that. We don't know how long the episodes are, but I just feel yeah, I just felt like where are you going? Like last week's episode, right? There's things that it was doing with like Higgins and Will, like that. It, just, <laughs> it felt like it was funny, but it felt like filler because that's we're not following any of their storyline. It's just like a thing yeah. that's there. So it's like. And, and and it was and I'm just not sure how it's going to move going forward. But again, I'm always excited to see where that's going. You know, so let us know on uh, on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. What do you guys think? Do you guys uh, agree with me? Do you think the episodes should go back to being the original length, thirty to forty minutes, or are you happy with the longer episodes and seeing the feel of the town and seeing moments with other characters? Uh, let us know on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. Like I said, anything else, Tim? No, that's it, Dave. Okay, well, if you guys are into sports, as you, as, as you should be as well, because you're watching a Ted Lasso podcast, check out uh, Nerdy Sports as well. It's on the same channels as this, so you shouldn't miss it. Uh, Tim and Scott talk about, they were talking about the playoffs recently, right? A couple of episodes on the playoffs. Last episode was about Jimmy motherfucking Butler, man. Oh, go. my God. The Heat moved on. <laughs> I'm so excited. You got Heat Knicks. There you go. My you go. best rivalry in all sports. So check that out and future episodes because I'm sure he's got lots of stuff planned in the pipeline. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Dave. My name is English Dave and this has been a Nerdy Bunch review of Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 7. And as always, Tim, 
keep it nerdy.